Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Creflo Dollar. Creflo is the founder and senior pastor of World Changers Church International. Every week, he speaks to thousands of people sharing the good news of Jesus. Creflo is a much sought after conference speaker known for his practical approach to the Bible. You can watch Creflo Dollar on Changing Your World Sundays at 8.30 a.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message. I'm going to talk to you about the fearless life, the fearless life. I want to start off in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, and I'm really excited about teaching this message tonight. You know, we've got to be careful because people tolerate fear because they think it's natural. People tolerate fear because they think it's natural. And I'm going to show you tonight that fear is not okay. Not a little bit. It's not okay at all. And we've got to, as Christians, learn how to respond in our faith to fear. You remember when I told you that faith is a positive response to what grace has made available? Well, fear is a negative response to what Satan or the world has made available. So, you know, you can, you can be responsible, but you don't have to be motivated by fear to be responsible. You can be responsible but to, to wash your hands, but you don't need to be motivated by fear to wash your hands. You can wash your hands in faith, praise God. And, and so please remember what I just said. Fear is a negative response to what Satan and the world has already done. But, but faith is a positive response to what Jesus and grace has already done. So respond to what Jesus has already said. Respond to the Word of God. Respond to the promises of God. For example, He healed us 2,000 years ago. Faith is responding to what Jesus has already done 2,000 years ago. He's delivered us 2,000 years ago. Faith responds to the deliverance that He provided for us 2,000 years ago. But now you got to be careful because fear wants to respond to the present circumstances and the situations of the world. Fear wants to respond to the, the, to the, to the I mean, the craziness of the world. And, and we need to talk about how to live this fearless life. I want to begin in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. He says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, we're all familiar with that. God hath not given us, this, notice, the spirit of fear. So fear doesn't come from God. God's not responsible for it. He's not going to take credit for it. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Here's what God gave us. God gave us power, the ability to get the job done. He gave us love, and he gave us a sound mind. Now, now here's what he's saying here. You have power and love to have sound thinking. 
and I believe that in the name of Jesus. So the first thing I want you to think about as it concerns living a fearless life is that, you know, it is a spirit of fear. It is not just something that's natural. See, you'll tolerate it if you're convinced, well, it's just natural. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying at all. I'm not saying, well, you know, you don't, you don't have opportunities to fear. I am saying that when fear comes up, since it didn't come from God, then you take the power and the love and the sound mind and you get rid of it. Uh, yeah, as a human being, you're going to experience fear, and fear will knock on the door, but it's still not of God. Just because you experience something doesn't mean it came from God, but what we do is we find out what has come from God, and we use that to defeat what came from the devil. You know, the Bible says the thief comes, but not, he, he, but not for to kill, steal, and destroy. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but God said that I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so, which one are you going to submit to? I'm going to submit to what God said. And so, fear is not something that comes from God. Fear is, con fear is literally contaminated faith. That's a good way to put it. It's contaminated faith. And uh, I heard Brother Copeland say this years ago, that fear tolerated is faith that is contaminated. That if you tolerate fear, you will contaminate your faith. So I want to do a comparison in contrast uh, between faith versus fear. Now, here's what I'm talking about. For example, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Did you know that fear cometh by hearing and hearing the words of the problem, the words of your enemy? Faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. Do you know it's impossible to please uh, Satan without fear? Like God needs faith in order to bring his word to pass, Satan needs fear in order to bring his word to pass. Everything in the kingdom of God operates by faith. Everything in this world's system operates by fear. It's based in fear. And so the greatest fear, once again, that Satan can inflict on Christian people is the fear that what God promised in his word won't come to pass. It's the fear that with his stripes you are healed that it won't come to pass. It's the fear that my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory that that won't come to pass. That's the greatest fear he wants to put on Christian people, the fear of maybe, just maybe this word that I'm told to believe, maybe it won't come to pass. And you've got to actively resist fear. You've got to fight against fear. So when we operate not based in the Word, then our operation is going to be based in fear. When our operation is not based in the Word, then we're going to be operating in fear. See, if you don't pray prayers that are based in the Word, then you might be praying fear-based prayers. So this is so, so, so very important. I, I recall a scripture, in fact, if you'll go with me to uh, Job chapter 1 and 5, you know, Job actually experienced what fear can do in the life of someone who tolerates it. Job chapter 1 and 5, Job begins to say something here, and, and I, want, I want to see if you can pick up the fear here. In Job 1 and 5, he says, and it was so when the days of their fasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, 
and he rose up early in the morning and he offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, now listen to what he said, it may be that my sons have sinned and maybe they curse God in their hearts. Thus did Job continuously. Can you pick out the fear here? Job was afraid that maybe his sons have sinned by cursing God in their hearts. So Job's response was based in the fear that his sons have sinned against God and cursed God in their hearts. So even though Job was doing something like he was sacrificing offerings every day out of fear, he was bringing offerings out of fear. Think about that now. Uh, the sacrifices at that time was a good thing. It was, it was used to cover sin. But now it was based in fear. He did it based in fear. My question tonight, what are you doing based in fear? Is fear the motivation behind what you do? Because notice, he did this over and over and over again because of fear. And look at Job chapter 325, and this is the result of when you begin to do things out of fear. In verse 25, he says, For the thing which I greatly feared, watch this, it's come upon me. And that which I was afraid of, he says, it's come unto me. Ladies and gentlemen, please understand something. You must not tolerate fear. You must not tolerate it for not a day. You must not tolerate it not for a moment. You must not tolerate it because fear is contaminated faith. It's faith that has been infected with fright and, uh, and fear and being afraid. So I'm going to share some things with you tonight concerning this fearless life. And, and, and I, I had a good time looking at this today. I mean, it really... It got me so blessed. I was so ready to come, come tonight and share this with you. It, it, it's just, just so amazing, and I want you to pay attention to each of these scriptures. Um, if you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Luke, chapter 1 and verse 17. Luke chapter 1 and, and verse 17. Now, you'll, get, you'll, you'll hear people talk, you know, trying to defend they don't have fear and and all this kind of stuff. You just don't really know what fear is, but I tell you what, we've got to identify it. We've got to know what's going on. Excuse me, Luke 1, 74. Excuse me, Luke chapter 1, verse 74. Now, <clears throat> I want to read this to you, and then I want to talk to you about some things. I'm going to read 74 and 75. Luke chapter 1, verse 74 and 75. Now, look what he says here. He says that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. In 75, he says, in holiness and righteousness before him and do it all the days of our lives. Now, this is so important. Uh, now, notice what he says. He would grant us, that God would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hands of the enemies. Well, question. Have we been delivered out of the hands of the enemies? Yes. Yes. We've been delivered out of the hands of the enemies. God delivered us 2,000 years ago. Whatever enemy shows up, you have been delivered out of the hands of the enemy. In fact, say this out loud. I have been delivered out of the hand of the enemies. So no, regardless of what that enemy is, you've been delivered. Some of you, 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 you know, you've got to recognize this virus is an enemy. The loneliness is an enemy. 
you have been delivered out of the hands of the enemies. Why? So that you might serve, that you might serve God without fear. So the thing you use is this. God is already delivering me out of the hand of all my enemies, and I'm going to be able to now serve God without fear, serving God without fear. Now, listen to this. To serve God without fear is to serve God with faith. To serve God without fear is to serve God with faith. And faith is a practical expression of fearless confidence in God. It's a practical expression of fearless confidence in God. But now notice so also, he says, I delivered you from all of your enemies so that you can serve God without fear. And he says, in holiness, you're going to serve God without fear. In righteousness, you're going to serve God without fear all the days of your life. I, I want to talk about those two words, holiness and righteousness. You know what it means to be holy? Holy means you're not going to be uh, common with the world. In other words, when the world is sad, you're full of joy. Uh, when the world is sick, you're full of health and healing. When the world is in fear, you're in faith. That's what it means to be holy. And Jesus has made you holy, which means it, 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 it's somebody, there's another word for it, sanctified. In other words, you're, you're, you're set aside. In other words, whatever the world's doing, you've been set aside and you are not common or in agreement with how they are doing what they do and, and, and how they're acting in the way they act. We're holy. And that means, you know, if they're in fear, we're in faith. If they're in depression, we're in the joy of the Lord, praise God. And he says, you can, you can serve God without fear in holiness. So it's important for me to let you know tonight that you're not like the world. You're, not, you're holy. You've been separated. You've been set aside, and, 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 and you should, we should be able to see the difference. Now is the time for us to, to allow our holiness to shine. Listen, I don't want you to tolerate fear. It's, it's look at what the world has, and then you look at what God has presented to you. Since your enemies have been defeated, and since you can serve God without fear, and since you're holy, praise God, then demonstrate that holiness is uncommonness with the world, that I'm not common with the world. And what they go through, I go through the opposite of it because of what Jesus has made available to me. And, and then he uses the next word, righteousness. So in holiness and in righteousness, righteousness is a gift. And, 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 and I'm the righteousness of God. And, and, and because I'm the righteousness of God, I have a right to the finished works of Jesus. I have a right to be healed. I have a right to be delivered. I have a right to, to walk in protection. I have a right because I'm the righteousness of God. So uh, in holiness and in righteousness before him that I'll serve him all the days of my life and I'll serve him without fear. And that's, that's good, good, good word. Amen. Are you curious about what's really happening in Canada and where we're headed? Join David Lease, a VP at the Frontier Center for Public Policy, to find answers to these questions and more on his podcast, Leaders on the Frontier. David sits down with leaders from all walks of life who dare to speak out on issues facing this country. He ties in his experience with public policy and his passion for Canadians to help inspire change across the nation. Follow and listen to Leaders on the Frontier with David Lease 
wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 28. And I want to read this in the New Living Translations. Philippians 1, 28. You know, I just thought about something. If you bring up the issue of doubt, you know what doubt is? Doubt is one moment of fear. One moment of fear equals doubt. And I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, you make your mind up that I'm not going to give one moment of fear because we cast that doubt down. But how do we cast that doubt down? By casting that thought of fear down. One moment of fear equals doubt. Now, look at this, Philippians chapter uh, 128, New, New Living Translation. He says, don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. Wow. Don't be intimidated by any way or by your, by your enemies, in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to your enemies, them, that they are going to be destroyed. Hallelujah. But they, that, but that you are going to be saved. They're going to be destroyed, but you're going to be saved even by God himself. Now, now look at this. Don't allow coronavirus to, Im to intimidate you. Don't be intimidated. You are a Christian. You believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ. This virus is an enemy, praise God. Those emotional attacks, that's an enemy. The loneliness and the depression, that's an enemy. Don't be intimidated by your enemies. Why? This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed. So when you're walking around in faith rather than in fear, and if you're walking around refusing to be intimidated, that's a sign to, the, to your enemies that they're going to be destroyed. And I mean, world changes, you stand up and refuse to be intimidated. You speak to yourself the Word of God, man. When you have a thought of fear, you cast it down by speaking the promise of the Word of God, and it is an indication, it is a message to all of your enemies. It's a message to the devil, praise God, that they're going to be destroyed, but that you're going to be saved, and you're going to be saved even by God himself. Man, I am, that, that'll get you going. That'll get you going, praise God. I re in fact, say this out loud with me. I refuse to be intimidated by the enemy of fear, by the enemy of, of viruses, by the enemy of sickness, by the enemy of, of loneliness, by the enemy of stress, I refuse to be intimidated in Jesus' name. Well, that's a sign to your enemies that they're going to be destroyed and you're going to be saved by God himself. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, and uh, I, want to, I want to read something to you because if you look at, I want, to, I want to talk to you about worry. Let's look at this, Matthew 25, Matthew 6, 25 through 30 in the New Living Translation. So let's talk about what happens when you decide to, instead of uh, not being intimidated, you decide to begin to meditate on the negative thing. In fact, when you meditate on the negative thing and the work of the enemy, 
when you ponder it and roll it over and over and in your mind and give focus to it and consider it over and over and over again, that's called worry. Worry is meditating on the problem. It's meditating uh, on the situation, and, and then that causes a whole lot of stuff. I mean, negative meditation on the problem and the issue causes worry, causes stress, begins to cause diseasement in your physical body, which opens the door for disease in your physical body. See, we got to be careful. You know, once they announce that there's a pandemic, at the same time, an epidemic started. That epidemic was an epidemic of fear. See, we're dealing with a, a pandemic of the virus, but we're also dealing with the epidemic of fear. And the domino effect of, of dealing and, and, and building up the epidemic of fear is going to be a, a, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there'll be people who will get sick from not even the virus, but it's the worry and the stress and the diseasement now and the epidemic of fear that's now caused, you know, all kinds of other things to become a part of your life. And, and now you're worrying and, and your immunity is going down. It's not as strong as it needs to be. So there's a lot to be said about having peace and having joy in your life. And I'm telling you right now, all of the things that are going on in our world, they are designed to kill, steal, and destroy because Satan's behind it. It's designed to kill you, to steal, to destroy your life, to make you sick, to give you chronic disease. That's what he wants to do. And, and that, that's why the great stress is there. And, and you know, another thing I thought about, around the time that this whole thing started uh, over in uh, other countries, uh, there's, a, a, there's a, an invasion of uh, a locusts that are eating up uh, thousands of pounds of food. I mean, fear cannot be the door that opens up all of the other things that we may not be thinking about. And so our country needs the church, praise God. We need Jesus. We need his word. And we need to pray like never before that our eyes will be open to, to what's going on. This is, this, is, this is ultimately at the base of it, a trick of the devil trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And so it's important that we don't yield ourselves to, to worry. We've got to cast those thoughts of worry down. Uh, we cannot meditate on the negative all the time. It's, it's okay to, you know, tune in on the news every now and then to find out what's going on, but not all day, nine hours a day, every single day, you're meditating on something that's going to produce worry in your life, that's going to take away the ease, and, and it, it's just not healthy. It's not good for your spirit. It's not good for your soul. It's not good for your body. It's not good. So let's deal with this issue of worry, which is negative meditation on the problem. He said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Jesus is speaking here. He says, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? I mean, he's really trying to get us to see, dude, whatever happens, do not let your peace be stolen. I said it once, I'll say it again. If it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. And don't spend your peace on the problem, praise God. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. 
We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.